This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries, and powered by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. A good Saturday to the Delaware Valley. We welcome you in uh, on a Saturday night along with Jay Doc. I'm Krause in the studio. A little bit of an earlier start uh, as we come on here. Jay Doc on Talk Radio 1210. Sunset uh, going down outside. A yeah, beautiful man. look outside as we look at the Ben Franklin Bridge. And as the sun starts to set, we're used to coming on when the nightfall is in front of us. Uh, but nice to be here early on a Saturday night. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Joe. Great, great show we got planned. Uh, well, you know, our guests tonight are Ernie Bennett, district leader of SEIU Local 32, BJ District uh, 1201, uh, Jim Whitehead, who's the assistant district leader of SEIU Local 32, uh, BJ District 1201. And of course, we have PA State Rep uh, Ed Nielsen representing the 174th Legislative District in Philadelphia County. And we got super, former Super Bowl champion Raheem Brock coming on at the end of the show. We're going to talk a little football, you know, in, in the last segment. So great show. Uh, good way to end the show. We'll talk about the big game in Minnesota with uh, Raheem Brock. We look forward to that. Also, a couple of big announcements uh, on this show, on this very program. We got started, uh, J-Doc, just a week or so ago with our jobs initiative, uh, and I want to continue to bring all of our listeners uh, up to speed and continue to remind uh, the listening audience here on Talk Radio 1210, not only about the initiative, but about the objective of the initiative, about the buy-in from uh, city council, the support for from the city and a lot of good plans I mean, coming up. You know, so Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor's new uh, affiliate work jobs initiative is an initiative that's going to combine the elements of labor, apprentice programs, small business, you know, who, who employs 60% of our workforce, like Pat Iding says, you know, you know, obviously as, as labor people, we care about everybody with a collective bargaining agreement, but even those without a collective bargaining agreement, we, we, we uh, support their initiative. And of course, um, the ability Ability to, to 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 get jobs in in in, in people. We're going to celebrate everything jobs. We're going to have. HR professionals, headhunters. We're going to have labor leaders, apprentice coordinators, the whole deal. We got some great stuff, and 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 it's going to happen every week here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Yeah, you mentioned Pat Eiding in your conversation or your uh, dialogue about jobs. Pat Eiding uh, is going to um, settle in here on Saturday He's Night back. Live with Philly Labor uh, with the president's report that's going to air uh, every third week of the month. So it will not be a consistent weekly uh, effort by Pat, but we appreciate him uh, jumping in and being a part of this mission and this vision of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, and yep. he'll join us as well. Exactly. It's, we're going to celebrate the return of Pat Eiding. He's going to have a monthly uh, monthly show, uh, the President's Hour, and uh, you know, Pat was our co-host for three years here. We surely missed him, and we're so happy he's going to be back. Uh, obviously, busy schedule. Uh, and of course, uh, next week's uh, Labor Leader Roundtable will feature Ryan Boyer, uh, tribute to Black History Month. Um, a great show we got coming. So, so much going on here at Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, and 
And I'm just so excited to be a part yeah, of take it. it. Take it, take it. Relax, Jay. I'll catch your breath, brother. I, I, ran, I ran like two miles to get here, Joe. I'm <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I will hot. remind everybody on our roundtable, we'll be live at the Sinesta Hotel, uh, one of our partners, one of our proud partners, uh, here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. We welcome Jim Stevenson, uh, our, good get friend, to know him. our good friend from uh, Chapman Ford, who joins us as one of the uh, partners on the program, Chapman Ford, and we're glad to have Jimmy uh, on board. I visited with him at... Uh, this week uh, over at the office. He's all jacked up about the big game uh, next Sunday. What and, big and game are you talking about, Joe? I'm not familiar with it. So a lot of good stuff here on Saturday Night Live Go on Eagles. Talk Radio Go Eagles. 1210 Go WPHC. Listen, uh, we're going to break out into an Eagle chant pretty soon, right? Oh, soon. my God. Believe me when I... And I'm, I'm going to make sure, gentlemen, that, that we don't make the same mistake the guy on the news did. First time I've ever seen it in public where the guy misspelled Eagles. Remember? <laughs> yeah. he, he spelled it E-A-G-L-E-A-S Eagles. Somebody had to do it. I think he had a couple brews in him at the time, but wow. <laughs> and the news reporter had to act like it, like it didn't happen, but... So we will do something like that, Joe. Yes. So that covers uh, that covers a lot of ground uh, for our listening audience about what they can expect as we roll on here on Talk Radio twelve ten uh, WPHTJ. Doc, let's get into it. We got four good segments uh, tonight. We're loaded with great guests, as you have already uh, mentioned. Let me give you an opportunity to set the stage, uh, set the table. We'll jump right into the conversation. Sure. So I'm, I'm ex- extremely happy to have Ernie Bennett and Jim Whitehead here, and of, of course Representative Ed Nielsen. And I said to Representative. Ed Nielsen, as we launched the show, when we were planning the show uh, this week, uh, you know, the uh, representatives from SEIU Local 32 BJ, I said, listen, what, is there a political leader you'd like to bring on that, that is, uh, you know, in line in what you're talking about? And, and we, we said, listen, we can get we can get uh, Barack Obama, we can get Joe Biden, we, and they chose Ed Nielsen. So here and we I are. I thank him for that. <laughs> <laughs> but so we're uh, happy to have everybody. We're going to talk, we're going to start off, gentlemen, talking about a topic that most people would think would be wow sounds great you know i mean sounds like who wouldn't like right to work um and so it's not right right and so people it's a deceptive term term used by the right ernie give us a little bit of and our listeners a little bit of information about what uh, right to work is and the fact that there's new legislation that if passed could hurt the entire labor movement across the country thank you joe well, right to work is a deception. Uh, it sounds good. It sounds good to me when I first heard it. But as a labor leader, it hurts uh, collective bargaining. And it doesn't afford us the right to bargain. It weakens our power. And it's not good for any of labor leaders or union brothers and sisters. So uh, this right to work is being uh, moved up in uh, Supreme Court. It was eventually to be heard by... Uh, uh, Justice Scalili. Yeah, right. Scalili died. That's right. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, you hate to win like that, but Scalia, when he left, it was a 5 5. Last time they voted, I think it was 5 5. And so uh, right now, uh, Neil Gorsuch was uh, nominated, and he, uh, he's taking the seat, and we believe that this uh, court case will be heard somewhere in February, maybe around February 26. And if it doesn't render in our favor, it basically. Is attempt to strip us of our collective bargaining rights and afford uh, people the option to have a union 
without being involved with paying union dues. Hey, let me get See, you. To, let me get you to weigh in on weigh in on that, just so um, because that's some heavy stuff that Ernie is referencing there, um, and, and it's hard sometimes as you listen, as the audience listens, it's hard sometimes to wrap your arms around exactly what that means and what the fallout is. Well, that, that's what it is. It, it, it's it's. What they do is they, it's a misunderstanding by design. They attempt to tell you, hey, this is a great piece of legislation. We need to push this forward. But all the studies show the average worker, okay, in 28 states that this is part of, they have lost 4% of their salary or 1500 to $2,000 a year. And these studies are Googled. You can go all over line. They're all on there. They, they try and tell you the truth about it. This legislation... They do nothing, nothing to grant anyone the right to a job, nor does it protect those that have a job from losing it. It takes the workers' rights all the way around. And that's kind of what's going on in Pennsylvania. I mean, we, we've seen it. There, there's a group of people, and one of the leaders is uh, Representative Kaufman, who's now the chairman of labor and industry in the House of, House of Representatives. Um, last week, they, they, just paid, they, they were doing hearings on... Uh, project labor agreements. They're trying to do away with everything. And yeah. these are proven things that time over time have benefited those using them. I mean, project labor agreements, cities around the country and little town counties and all, they use them all the time. It saves them money, keeps them under budget, and makes certain that you have experienced craftsmen doing the work. I mean, you talk about apprenticeship programs. Sure. And you're getting ready to do a big thing with Ryan Boyer, and, and I went through an apprenticeship program. Oh, sorry, okay. you're, 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 people who don't know, the representative as a, a lifelong member of Local 98. Yeah. So you've been, you know, and I'm it, an electrician by trade. I mean, that that's what I am, and and you know, that's what I am. I'm an electrician. My my father was, my grandfather, and I'm a proud electrician, and I believe I was good. But I'm sure there's some naysayers out there that worked with me. You might say I'm not as good as I thought. <laughs> I'm, I'd be doing better as a politician than the electrician. So, but. This is something that's gone on, and it's gone around across the country, and it's something we have to gather together and get everybody motivated to make certain. I mean, we talk about judges. I mean, these judges are making decisions for our life, and if you look at the judicial elections, they're always low. They're some of the most important elections we have, and people just don't get it until they make that decision against you. Jim, let me bring you into the conversation sure. before we go to our uh, break here in the opening segment. We'll continue the dialogue uh, when we come back after the break. Uh, let me ask you that point. Uh, that and anyway, people don't get it. Why? Do, why don't people get it? I, it, it confuses me. Well, I, it, that's what I don't understand. It's because we we have to educate the workforce. We have to educate the communities. We have to educate uh, the, the the people out there as to what this does. What this does it it. it starves the unions of their resources. As former secretary treasurer, uh, I handled all the finances of the union. And when you uh, eliminate the dues collection, uh, it's going to eliminate our resources. Uh, we don't have the money to uh, negotiate contracts, to hire lawyers, to en- to enforce our contracts, to uh, to hire staff, to pay the rent, pay the light bills. So, so they want to starve us. It puts us out of business is what it does. And that's what it's designed to do. It's designed to put us out of business with given the uh, given the the perception that it's helping the worker. And it's not helping the worker. Right now they're going around 
in, uh, from what we're getting feedback, they're going around knocking on union members' doors uh, in in purple shirts because purple's our color, oh, yeah. saying, um, you know, here, you don't have to pay union dues, and, and you can get out of the union. You don't have to pay union dues. Wouldn't that be great? You, can, you can save an extra $40 a month, but in reality, you're going to lose thousands of dollars. And all your re- representation. Well, if you lose representation, you can't negotiate bargain contracts, and then if you can't bargain contracts, your 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 uh, your standard of living is going to drop exactly. because now you can't you can't afford to get uh, bargain for raises, benefits, work rules, everything, overtime, everything. The organizations that back this legislation are the Koch brothers and stuff like that. These are big multi billionaires, far okay? right wing individuals, and they've been financing them since the Taft Hartley Act. Since 1955, these big corporations are trying to keep them stagnant and keep the wages lower. This way, their stock payers, their their stockholders, make more money, mm-hmm. and that's what it's about. It's not about the worker; it's no, about the companies. Not about the workers. You're welcome to weigh in tonight here on Talk Radio 1210. I have a feeling the show is going to move quickly. We'll get to our first commercial break. We welcome your calls. We'll entertain those. Uh, if you're interested in dialing in, uh, Scott holding on, he begs to differ. We'll get to him. After the break, let's get to a commercial break. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Back in a moment. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. Ernie Bennett is the district leader of SEIU uh, Local 32BJ, District 1201. Jim Whitehead is a business agent with SEIU Local 32BJ, District 1201. Pennsylvania State Rep. Ed Nielsen, representing the 174th Legislative District, is in studio as well. Full house coming up later on in the program. Raheem Brock will join us. We'll talk a little bit of football at the end of the program. I'm Krause along with uh, Jay Doc in the suit uh, in the studio. Uh, right to work. Uh, is the conversation uh, tonight. It's going to move quickly. Uh, We welcome your thoughts. We welcome your opinions. Whether you agree or not with the topic, we welcome you. Scott joining us on the hotline here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Scott, a good Saturday evening, sir. How are you? Uh, Good, thank you. And Jim, Ed, and Ernie, let me salute you for sticking up for the worker and speaking for the worker and compliment i want to compliment you for that thank you thank you thank you very uh, much you know it's it's a very it's a very trying time for workers here in america my name's scott walker i'm running for u.s congress in delaware okay and um one of the things that right to work proponents uh say is uh, why are the union leadership afraid of giving the workers the choice to join a union or not or to pay dues or not and gentlemen how would you respond to that well that's already covered under the taft hartley act um that that was passed many many years ago and uh that's covered within there so first off good luck in your congressional run we need some good congressmen down there that actually know about working people but there are choices okay there are choices there are choices uh, that you don't have to be part of the union. You, know, you can't force anybody to join a union. Uh, you're, most people, I, I, I always tell people I was union by birth, uh, not by choice, but I chose to join a union just as my brother and my father and, and, and my family. I mean, we're, we're all about it. And I think why we see unions are on decline right now, I think you're going to see them come back. And, and I have a different perception as many because right now, 
I'm going to say there's a lot of people at home checking their work emails, checking their smartphones, and checking everything. They're putting 90 hours of work in a week and don't even realize it. And you didn't start it because of these sweatshops and stuff like that that made everybody work 90 hours a week. So we want to get back to 40 hours. And that's what we fight for. Union leaders all across the city and the country fight for the rights of workers. Whether they're union or not union, they really don't care. It's... You hear people talking about standing up for living wages and $15 an hour now and all. And SEIU, I mean, gentlemen, you're you big proponents on this. I've marched down the airport with them just to get the baggage handlers ten eighty eight an hour. The airlines wouldn't even pay them. We were there at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning marching on them, trying to get them to understand you can't raise a family or have kids. But I think this is something that is going to bounce back. Uh, with people, good people in Congress, and if I stay up in the house, we'll do just that. Jay, let me let you weigh Yeah, in, sure. I mean, you know, you, t- you talk about the difference that unions make. You talk about the 40-hour work week, overtime, pay, child, labor laws. Lunch, lunch, believe it or not, lunch is not a given right in the, in the state of Pennsylvania. Right. Uh, and so uh, unions are the voice of the middle class. And yeah, I mean, there's been obvious decline over, over the decades, but I agree with Ed 100%. Uh, you know, not only are they on the decline, but when you start, you you add right to work legislation on there, and if some, let's just very quickly take a, a look at a, 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 a workplace where individuals are coming and they choose not to pay dues. Okay, so you got a hundred individuals, fifty, you know, so it, it fifty one of them end up not paying dues. Now all of a sudden, you you don't have a collective bargaining situation. Now all of a sudden, the employer has the upper hand. Next thing you know, the wages are going down. Right to work is right to work for less. That's one of the main reasons. We need labor unions to represent the standards across America. Where's the voice of the middle class going to go? Jim, I'd like to uh, compliment you on that comment that you made. 12% of people that don't have unions uh, are making less. So when you when you have a union, you can lift wages up, and without a union, wages go down. And the important thing is that you know when we came to this conclusion that Right to work is wrong. It's based on the fact that so many people don't have unions, are making less, can't afford to provide for their families, and we're totally against that. We're just not advocating that that this is a union thing. This is a this is a humane thing for people to be able to uplift themselves, to be able to afford to take their their families to the doctors, to be able to afford to take their families on 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 vacations without feeling as though. They got to make ends meet, or they got to cut corners. So if you, if this legislation gets passed, what it does, it cripples our ability to negotiate with the powers that be that say, "Why are you worth this? We're worth this because we put the work in, we put the labor in, and you should compensate us for our hard work." Let me Absolutely. follow up with that, Ed. Let me start with you, Jim. I'm going to come to you uh, after Ed, but Ed, I want to start with you and ask you um, if you have a thought as to why someone who is not in the union would be in favor of right to work, would oppose union and the benefits that union provide, the the benefit that unions provide. I struggle with understanding why that is. There's public perception. Perception is 90% of the business, even in a political world. And they believe when they see someone picketing and disrupting thugs, something, thugs. everybody, they, they label. Yep. It's a bad label. Radicals. But 
when you, when you travel, I've traveled the state. Um, I worked under Governor Rendell as Executive Deputy Secretary of Labor. Right. And I got a chance to travel all across the state in some places. And you have to explain it to people because they're not understanding what the union's about and how their protection's there. Um, he brought up, Scott brought up about the Taft, we were talking about Taft-Hartley a little bit. If you're working for an employer that's a covered employer by a labor agreement and you happen to be one of the non-union employees there, if you get fired, that union still serves you. And that's why they collect a small portion. They don't collect the same portion of a right. union member, but they collect the same portion, a little portion to cover, the, keep the lights on. Right. Because, and, and that's helpful. So they're trying to cut these, this legislation out there and all, they're trying to cut those funds off. They're trying to turn the lights off. Okay, because you can have 25,000 employees. Like, I, I mean, SEIUs has thousands of employees yep. across the state. I won't even begin to guess. 180,000 in our local. 180,000. So just there alone, if you cut, you have to answer calls from 180,000 people. I mean, if you cut that staff off and cut that lifeline, there's going to be no one there answering the phones. Exactly. No one to give these people help, whether you're union or non-union. None of them are getting help. So... Workers are protected under Taft-Hartley, and it, I mean, look, it was a bipartisan measure. I think it's um, 1955 or something like mm-hmm. that is when it passed, or no. 40, 47, 47. And this is something we have to protect. We have to protect the workers and continue it. And, but we have to educate our neighbors because what we don't do is we don't talk about it. Exactly. We don't talk to our neighbors anymore. When I was a kid, when I went to store, I used to have to stop by five neighbors' houses to see if they needed milk or bread. Right. All right, that's what our parents did. Those aren't there no more. We have to train, teach our children to start being more of a community because we're not. Sometimes you don't even know the neighbors until you end up shoveling a sidewalk out front two years later. I mean, I'm lucky because, well, lucky or not, I chose to knock on doors. I knock a lot of doors, and, and I get to know, and I get to know what everybody's feeling. And that's the, probably the most humble part of my whole well position. labor to neighbor is a big right. part of big what part our, we do a lot of that we do a lot of the door knocking we do a lot of social act- activities get out there talk to people's in the neighborhood but the, here's the question you have to ask people that aren't in the union what what benefits you from what the union did in 1947 the five-day work week um after 40 hours time and a half for overtime you know all these laws were enacted because of unions if we didn't have unions you wouldn't have these laws uh what do we want to do go back to the triangle shirt waist uh, fire back in 1930s where there was women on fire jumping out of six-story building because they were locked in their workplace they were actually locked in hey, look what they're doing in Ch- over yep. in china what the at the apple plants so as recent as five years three four years ago they have suicide nets over there that might sound extreme, but right. this is the this is today's world. This isn't like we're not. This isn't yeah. outer space. So I agree with you. Yeah, well, you know, people will say I'm I'm an alarm ringer. You know, that's that's the extreme. Well, if if that happens, if if unions are outlawed or or starved out, and you don't have that protection, and you don't have that right to bargain, and you don't have the right to bring the middle class up, what's going to happen to the middle class? We'll we'll become a third world almost a third like a third world country where all you have is the poor and you have the rich right and and the people in between will have nothing it, it, it's 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 reverting back to the, to the to the stone ages let's bring tim in quick who's joining on the hotline here on talk radio 1210 uh, wpht uh tim we welcome you in the saturday night live uh with philly labor thanks for holding on how are you on a saturday night 
I'm pretty well, guys. I, I try to listen to your show every Saturday night. We appreciate, um, we appreciate you doing that, and we hope you'll stay with us. Got a lot of good stuff coming uh, on well, in 2018. I have, well, I'm not so sure about that, but I mean, I'm I'm going to be. Don't take this the wrong way, but even a bad union is better than no union. And, correct. Correct. And, and what what we've done, and I'm not advocating violence in, in, in any way, but all the unions in this country are too splintered. We don't we don't stick up for one another the way it used to be. The Kingsters aren't any longer a big factor. Uh, if, if there was one trade on strike, everybody was on strike. We don't do that anymore. I mean, look at Germany. The other day they had 160,000 guys out there in the street. Now, you extrapolate that. That would probably equal 500,000 union members in the United States. Pick a day and strike. You know, we can't, the legislative process isn't working anymore. That's well, it, guys. Thank you. I hear you, brother. There's a lot of legislation that was passed to prevent a lot of that. Um, uh, like the air traffic controllers, they couldn't go on strike. Like the school district employees, we can't go on strike. If we go on strike, we can lose our we can lose our job and, and our and our, um, our our pension benefits will be affected to a certain extent. They can't take your pension, but s- some of our benefits will be affected by that. So, a lot of legislation has been passed to prevent that, brother. Like w- like they used to do back in the '60s and the '50s. Uh, so that's a, no- a big reason why a lot of the unions aren't together in that in that issue. Saturday Night Live with Philly. Lane. We're on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. Ernie Bennett, Jim Whitehead, Ed Nielsen, Jay Doc, and Krause in studio. We welcome your calls. We'll continue the conversation after the break. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. We'll talk to... Uh, we'll talk about our union brothers who are playing football uh, next Sunday oh, yeah. uh, hey, uh, out in Minnesota. We'll talk game. about that with Raheem Brock. He'll join us at the very uh, end uh, of our broadcast tonight as we get ready and look ahead. Hey, I wanted to um, jump in with Tim a little bit because he, he brought up some good points, but I wanted to make certain that everybody knew the solidarity's out there, Tim. You might not see it, as uh, Jim pointed out, because some of the laws change and doesn't allow everybody to walk out at once. But solidarity throughout the city is big. You can see that up in the state house. You can see that in city council. And you can see it in Congress. Uh, most of the unions have representatives every time we're in session. And they join us to make certain that we know the issues and know the issues. And they let us know if they're in our neighborhood and something's gone wrong or they need help from us. And, and we reach out and help them. But the solidarities, they are all rock solid and sticking together as every union person should. And and, and you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, Jim, you mentioned during the break, uh, the, the Central Labor Council with Pat Eiding and the Johnny Dock at the uh, at the building uh, trades. Um, and, you know, SEIU Local 32BJ, uh, District 1201, with the big march you guys had down yes. on, Ch- on yes. Chestnut Street. I mean, there was a ton of different unions there. And well, Tim's point, J. Doc, uh, and everybody can weigh in, was what he wants everyone. Yeah, you, right. At, at one given moment, to yeah. to to collectively stand up. Yeah, like a national strike, and like like uh, Ed Ed said, there's there's uh, laws that have been passed that prevent unions from doing that, and if they do violate that law. Some of the uh, union officials, or or most of them, would would wind up in jail litigation, and 
uh, you know, it's going to be a never-ending battle on, on issues like that. What we have to do is we have to change the laws that would enable us to go back to the to way it was in, in, in the 60s and the 50s. But they, even if that doesn't happen, the point also, there's, there's ways yeah. for solidarity, like boycotting. So say there's a, a food company that's that's pressing down on the workers and, you know, and, and really hurting them. Well, we, you know, we, there's boycotts. We don't have to, we don't have to eat that kind of right. well, uh, you, that you brand saw, or You saw it when Nabisco closed. When Nabisco closed and moved all those... Bisco plants, as we all, you know, I, I lived in the Northeast. Sure, we, we smell those cookies burning. Okay, Look, they're no longer burning. It's they so- moved to Mexico, and they had no bones about it. They just got up and picked up and moved. And I was, I was with the state. We had the city, state officials there trying to get them to stay. Yeah, okay? no, I know. And I'm we just- threw millions and millions of dollars. Some people say we didn't do enough. We attempted. We didn't want that. That building's empty now. Now it's going to be a shopping center. They knocked it they down. Knocked it down. It's a disgrace. Those hundreds and hundreds of workers that affect it they're nowhere because they can't move to mexico for a job they've been working in that plant for their whole life from high school now what are they now they're on the street i had when it's when it's election year when the dnc's coming to philadelphia when there's a need to organize um or to put pull together uh, a mass of supporters and a mass of people during election time all of a sudden, unions to me Become seem very to be important. more important. Yeah. It, it's like um, you, you can't go to a parade without seeing unions in them. You can't go anywhere um, in the area. Uh, just Labor Day. Look at Labor Day. Thousands and thousands march oh down it's Columbus a, Boulevard. One, in the one I mean, big party at the end. Yeah. That and it's not a party it's just a for the members. Ending. It's a family party. I mean, they're bringing their families down, and, and that's what we did. I, I mean, I grew up with it at my table, just like many in the room have. Yep. Okay, that's what we do. My children. I have three in school now. They grow up with it at the table. They they get it. They understand and, it. And mine too. And Ernie, the solidarity SEIU Local Thirty Two BJ. I mean that the day of that big march, and I think that might have been the first time I met you guys. Man, that was impressive. Well, that's what we stand for. Uh, you know, we're one family. We're, we're stronger together. And when there's a call to come out, our brothers and sisters come from all parts of of uh, the United States. They come from all parts of the East Coast. One band, one sound. One band, one sound, and we don't get it. We shut it down. So unions are are, are very conscious of this right-wing movement, and I agree that we need to dialogue more and show more solidarity within other uh, unions. But as a 32BJ district leader, I'm standing here with Jim Whitehead and with you guys, proud to say 32BJ is always in the front, okay, for fighting for social injustices, okay, for fighting for better contracts, knocking on doors, engaging and empowering people to empower themselves. Jim, let me ask you. If I can can pick up on him real quick, because it was well said, but I I think we missed something that SEIU does, okay? I talked about the airport earlier. Oh, my God, yes. How we marched on the airport. Standing up for people who can't stand up for themselves. But here's here's the thing. They're not part of the union, this is social justice. Right. They are not as they weren't SEIU members. Okay. They saw an injustice and they spoke up Absolutely. and they marched on them at and this is what their members dues are paying. How about the this, fast right. food workers okay. too? SEIU yeah. all, all over the, the place. Fight for they fifteen. Rock, they are yeah. doing this all over the place. Yeah. Okay. And this does not affect one of their workers because in all they honesty, have a collective bargaining they have a collective and they're making more money than $15 an hour. They're not making, you know, 1080. I mean, they're, they're working for it and they got health care and they got a retirement so they can retire with dignity. Look, they, they, I, I look at 
Doc, John Doherty, and, and why I say John Doherty, um, prayers out to his family. Absolutely. He's going through a tough time. Thoughts and um, prayers. Yep. Please, everybody, say a prayer for his family. But the uh, union, non-union, non-human. Okay, right. SEIU yep. goes after these non-human people. These people that won't give you a, a, enough hours to get health care. Right. They won't pay when your kid gets sick. And we've had some of these companies with boxes at their doors during the holidays to feed their employees. Exactly. That's how bad it is. I mean, it is bad. And they fight for social injustice, and I think you ought to be and applauded we did, for that. A lot of those members, down, a lot of those uh, airport workers are being organized right as we speak. Uh, we're doing a campaign in Philadelphia Airport, Newark Airport, uh, down in Florida. We're uh, organizing. That's one of our biggest things. We organize, organize, organize. Absolutely. But to stress the importance of unions, without the unions, we wouldn't have what, what we're doing now with our apprenticeship program. We just have have six uh, kids out of high school that were uh, two, three of them are electricians, three of them are plumbers out of high school, out of the Philly high school system that we're um, running through our uh, apprenticeship program that was generated from uh, grants from the from Harrisburg. Uh, Bob Hunter, our d- director of maintenance, went to Harrisburg in conjunction with SEIU 32BJ. Uh, we uh, we went after some apprenticeship money was out there, and we got it. And now we have kids that are in apprenticeship programs, and we're going to expand on that. And without the union, you don't you don't have that. What, what's out there for these kids? Because everybody's not going to go to college, and a lot of them, when they do get out of college, there's not a job waiting for them anyway. Jim, weigh in for me on Absolutely. changing the how do you change the mindset. It's one thing to preach to the choir. How do you change the thought process of the individual or of the family or of the uh, college student who's out there who's not familiar with uh, with 32BJ, who's not familiar uh, with a family upbringing like Ed Head? How do you change the mindset of that? You have to that? put boots on the ground. You have to pound the pavement. You have to educate, educate, educate. Education is key to letting everybody know what's going on. If without education, there's nothing. It, you have to let them know. You have to give them a history. You have to give them the history lesson of where we started. Like I said, the tri- Triangle Shirtwaist Factory, uh, uh, the the one over in Pakistan a couple years ago, where yeah. people were jumping. Bangladesh. Out. Yeah, they were. They, they were. The building went on fire, and they were cool. jumping out the top of the window because there was no there was no uh, restrictions on on all the, they, the all the doors were shut. They were chained yep. together, and they, I mean, how many, I mean, they killed hundreds. Yeah, it was and, and 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 you know when when I when I have these discussions, I say, listen, if you want to know what it's like in, in location in places in the world and in the country where there's no, you know what it's if you want to know what it's like not to have a union, just look at the places yep. in the country and around the world. That's yeah, but they I, don't yeah, have. But, yeah, that's but, yeah, but Jay, Doc, to push back, I'm going to push back on it and say this: the public. Well, that's why we're doing shows like this. But I'm have saying the, the public doesn't. They don't grasp. Well, that's because, well, but that's because they see the rat, and, well, they, and they think that the rat is is unions bullying. But what they don't understand is there's people being taken advantage of. But in I get that it, Krause, I get it. I get it. Um, and I'm going to touch something that we've passed and some things that we've passed in Harrisburg about education. So a lot of times we we say, okay, look, part of your education curriculum has to be you have to learn about uh, Black History Month. You have to learn about the Holocaust. Okay, maybe we should start looking in the legislation and start requiring our public schools to talk about labor history. I totally agree with because that. Because if you, they don't get it as as a kid, they come out and they say, oh, oh yeah. I don't want that. I totally want that. Totally agree. All right? Until they get hurt. No one realizes how much they need a union until they lose a job. And they have no representation. And they say, well, who do I call? No voice. Um, and a, a friend of mine's going through a grievance process right now. And he says, well, 
this is how they responded. What should I, I said, listen, you have your union rep. You need to go to them. They will work this out for you. Not your state rep, your union rep. You need to work that out and they will walk you through the process. And he tried to do it on his own and he can't. He can't do it because there's lawyers in that Oh yeah, office. they got their protocols. Okay? We're so. not lawyers. We're tradesmen. I mean, we talk. You know, I'm. A, we talked about it, uh, but I think education is a key. The temperature, unfortunately, in Harrisburg, with the way the Senate and the House and all this redistricting stuff is going, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of hard to pass any labor-friendly bill. Right in Harrisburg, uh, we're, we're fighting every day to keep these anti-labor bills out of here, and and it's tough. It, it's uh, you're you're more trying to be proactive but you can't be you're being reactive because new ones coming every day ernie you get last word of the segment i just like to say uh on behalf of being a labor leader labor is what we do from the time we wake up in the morning and we try to provide a living for our families and in being in the union it affords you a decent opportunity to provide that that living wage those benefits and i don't know where i would have been Miss Bennett and myself, had we not have had a union, we couldn't have possibly raised five children and not be able to take them to the hospital when they were sick. The union has afforded me and so many thousands of other people an opportunity to to sleep better at night. So labor is union, union is labor, and for those who don't understand it, you know, maybe you can't miss what you never had, but we're empowering you to get on board. Don't be fooled by these right-wingers on right to work, because right to work is wrong. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210. One week from tonight, uh, our roundtable, Labor Leader Roundtable, live from the Senesta Hotel, uh, Ryan Boyer uh, and a great group, J-Doc, all lined up for a week from the night. Yeah, so yeah, can't wait for that. It's going to be, you know, tribute to Black History Month. Fantastic. Um, okay, so uh, we're ending the show tonight. There must be, a, can't, there can't be more than a handful of people in the city of Philadelphia, in the history of the city of Philadelphia, that have a Super Bowl ring on their hands. And uh, I'm proud to bring in my friend to the broadcast to weigh in on what's going to happen in the big game next week because he's been there, he's won the big one, and I can't wait for his insight. Uh, Raheem Brock from Temple uh, Fame from Indiana. Indianapolis Colts and the, and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, welcome to the show, Raheem. Hey, how you doing, Joe? Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here with the guys. And and uh, you know, listen, um, you know, I'm 53 years old. Even though I only look like I'm in my early 30s, I don't want to shock anybody, but. <laughs> At my age right now, I don't know how many more chances I'm going to get at the opportunity of that parade down Broad Street. Give me your synopsis of what you think uh, is going to happen next Sunday. Um, I think everything is going to start with the coaches. I mean, the coaches have to come up with a great game plan because right now you're going against a master chess player. So this is a chess Mm -hmm. game. And yep. Brady is the master. So you have to, you know, study the guy, study him, study his he, – he, he studies the game, he knows the game so well. You know, you just have to be prepared for the best and come up with your best game. But the coaches – it starts with the coaches. They've been doing a great job so far. Um, the players have been doing a great job. And I think the key most of it is Brady. Yeah. If you watch us uh, on Indianapolis, um, when we played them, and then the Giants, when they beat uh, the Patriots, they all watched 
they all ran our game that we ran. And, and, and right, and when you think about that, and 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 I'm proud to you know say it, that it, it all started with the defensive front. Uh, and 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 that's where you guys you guys put the pressure on them, and that's where the Giants beat them. Um, and certainly, you know, you've 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 you, you, it's hard to believe when we're all talking about Tom Brady. You've you've uh, you've felt you've taken you've taken them down. How hard is it when you are playing a master strategy, uh, you know, strategy master like Bill Belichick to to you know to keep him under control for sixty minutes? Uh, it's, it's very hard. I mean, it's. it's- the most attention to detail that you possibly can, but the guys they got there for a reason. You know, they're not scrubs. The Eagles are they're, they're great players. You know, they have great mm-hmm. they have what yep. they need to win the game. Yeah, you but know, we always see Belichick do something up his sleeve. I mean, what do you think he's got up his sleeve for our Eagles this time? I mean, I'm I'm over here looking at this bridge turning green, okay, and I'm getting excited. All right, but what's he have up his sleeve? We see the inflate gate, we see everything with these guys. What do you think they're gonna throw at our guys in green? You never, you never know what's going to happen with this. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but I mean, he's a great coach. He's going to try to attack what he thinks the yep. weakness of the defense is. Yeah. And often you got Brady. You know, everybody tries to read his eyes, but he's so good at understanding yep. the game and understanding defense and knowing guys who's going to be looking at his eyes and where he'll send right. the guys a different way. Knowing you're looking at his eyes. And throw it to the guy he knows is open. I mean, right. he, gotta, he's a great, he's the master. Got to play that ball when it's in the air, not when it's in his hand, right? And it's but up. it's not impossible. Yeah. It's not impossible. Nope. They have we have a, a great front seven, and if we're going to win this game, right. We got to come It's up to them. The defense, the, the game is won in the trenches, and I think our defensive line's got the got the edge. And um, you, like you said, like you said, Raheem, you got to you got to outsmart them. So I think uh, Schwartz is going to come up with a package that's going to try and confuse Brady a little bit and put a little pressure. Maybe some stuff we didn't see on that defensive line, some stunts and twists and scrapes and 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 twists and and that kind of stuff where linebackers blitz and maybe we go maybe go zone blitz or disguise coverages and yeah. rotate coverages and all that good stuff. Yep, yep, and guys just have to be comfortable and have fun. That's uh, it. Brock, before we go, real quick, uh, g- give me a prediction. I think the Eagles are going to win by three. Wow. Wow. That's three touchdowns, right? That's three points. I know. It's going to be a three-point game. I think, I think it's going to be up to that front seven. It's going to be tight. Yep. I think it's going to be a three-point game. So from your lips to God's ears, uh, Raheem Brock, Super Bowl champion, thanks so much for weighing in, my friend. Yes, anytime. Let's go, Eagles. All right. Eagles. 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 <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Thanks, Brock. See you, pal. Good stuff from Raheem Brock. Certainly somebody that uh, understands uh, what it is to wear uh, the jewelry. Uh, and to take and, Brady down, and, and, and to and to win that game, all coming up uh, a week from now, the city's going to be on fire all week. Uh, and we're glad to be a part of it. And we're I'm glad, scared to death. We're man. glad to enjoy it. I don't necessarily know um, if I want to uh, be there when they're greasing the poles on Broad Street or, or Criscoing uh, the poles on Broad. Street. Well, we have great political leadership like Mr. Nielsen, and, and, and we're Mr. in half set, and the right. in session next week. I hope they don't have this parade till Thursday. I don't know what the mayor. Trying to listen, do here. It, it, I want a Thursday parade. Any parade is good. Listen, that's what I'm saying. It'll be a, it'll, 
to be a, it's a problem that we're going to be glad to have. But you know, it's all about the adjustments, Joe. If the Eagles can make the adjustments, which they have shown that they can do, when the, when the uh, Falcons were attacking them on the edge in that in that champion in that one the playoff game, the Eagles made the adjustment and they shut down a run off the edge. Um, uh, uh, the next the next week, uh, the Vikings were blitzing them, so they made the adjustment where they were thrown to the backs out and where they were throwing screens. We got so, sports talk here, man. So that, right, I'm right with Eagles, you, Jim. The Eagles are making the adjustment a lot quicker than what they were doing in the beginning of the season and last season. Schwartz is making that making that defensive adjustment to counter what to counter what the offense is doing, and um, Peterson has made the adjustment. On the offense to counter what the defense is doing to them. Let me it's a chess one, game. That's why it's a chess game. And, and, and right? let me take chess one game. moment to take the success of everything, uh, the success of the team, and everything in Philadelphia, and all of the enjoyment that we've all experienced, uh, especially for those in the house at the link uh, over the last two weeks, uh, and bring it all back full circle. Uh, all big events that occur oh. uh, in the city. Very of interesting to say that. All come back. Uh, to the hands, the blood, and the sweat uh, of union workers who put this city together. True that. Um, and when we do and we talk about right to work uh, and we have that dialogue, I continue to encourage, uh, not the choir, but those that don't, I continue to encourage them to keep an open mind to their dialogue. Absolutely. And I want to I want to thank Ernie Bennett, Jim Whitehead, Ned Nielsen. Thanks for having us, Joe. Uh, un- guys, you. unbelievable show. Um, your insight was just amazing. And I'm, I'm so happy to. And, and this demonstrates that our labor leadership in the city of Philadelphia is strong across the board. And I give you last word. you got 30 seconds just to put a summary and, a, and a, certainly a thank you to you for being in the studio as well. Thanks, and I appreciate you having me down here today. And let me talk about these important issues facing Working families, not just union families, working families Agreed. throughout the Commonwealth. Um, the, I'm a big Eagles guy. You guys got your green. I see all the Eagles. This room is filled with green. I, I No one can see that, but they need to know that. All right. You got your green beret on there. <laughs> all right. But go Eagles and everybody have a safe weekend and enjoy the game. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks. All right. That's going to do it for uh, Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness Serious Doctors for Serious Injuries powered by Pond, LaHockey, Stern and Giordano, the workers' compensation law firm and of course fueled by Chapman Ford and our good friend uh, Jimmy Stevenson. Don't forget next week our partner the Senesta will host us all for the Labor Leader Roundtable. On behalf of J-Doc, I'm Krause. See you next time. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.